Blog Talk Radio. Twenty says, "Hold my beer," because <laughs> this has been some bullshit of a year, hasn't it? Now we are sitting here on July twenty eighth, when normally we would be counting down. Right, preseason would be like you know, like like now actually, it would be like like the Hall of Fame game would be like either this weekend or next weekend, and then we got our you know three or four games, and then you know then we're ready to roll. And now there's no preseason, none. There will be no preseason, and quite frankly we've got to really ask ourselves, will there be a football season? That's the question. We're going to tackle that. We're going to talk about that. Will there be a football season? We're going to talk about that. And if there is, Jamal Adams to Seattle, they didn't waste no time. By old Thomas, deuces. Um, Cam Newton, talking a little smack, putting a little something out there. What do we think of Cam Newton and, and the revitalized, invigorated Cam Newton? Dak Prescott. Signs the franchise tag. Is it all love again, or is this the beginning of the end in Dallas? And those Washington red, uh, 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 Washington football team. Let's ask, I want to ask JB in particular what he thinks of that name. I want to ask JB in particular, should they have just kept the name until they switched it? I'm curious what he's going to say. But as you guys know, I don't do this alone. Uh, I don't know if Dr. Train is, is uh, going to join us, but I do know that JB and K-Star are eagerly awaiting to join us. So, JB, K-Star, welcome back to the Madden Voice. Back again under stranger circumstances than anybody could ever experience. You know, for anyone hearing this in the future, this is a 2020 transmission feed. Um, it might have been our last days. <laughs> you never know. Uh, yeah, K-Star. Do you remember uh, Y2K? Not Y2J. Yeah. I know you're <laughs> Not Y2J. Yeah. Y2K and all that 
scuttlebutt and the world's yep. going to come to an end and all of that. And then there was this guy, yeah. these guys out there that don't may not even know this guy even existed. Google Harold Camping. Harold Camping. Google him. I want them to do a movie on him or a miniseries. Like, it would be like a five-part miniseries. That's what I want to see. I want to know the whole thing. This is the guy that several years ago said the world was coming to an end and had, had you know, because he's, you know, but the Bible said it and all this, all this stuff, and he had a date and the world was coming to an end and had a ton of people believing in that mess. Like people were quitting their jobs and, you know, closing their bank accounts and, you know, they were getting ready for the apocalypse. And the apocalypse, and I remember because I laughed at the whole thing. But, you know, you know what's funny is you laugh, right? You laugh, right? But then, like, the day of, you know, there's that little, that little bit of inside you like, man, what did he write? <laughs> you know, just a little just a little bit. But we knew he was going to be wrong. And he was wrong, obviously, because we're here. I misread the scriptures. I, it wasn't this date. It's this date. I promise you I, I, I won't be wrong again. And that day came and went. And then he said, "Well, I I I don't know what happened. I guess I, I you know I I you know he he couldn't really explain. And then within a year he died. Kind of vanished. And then he died. I want a miniseries on Harold Camping. I do. But the point is, I bring that up to say that we've been here before with predictions of the demise of the planet because of something, and we make it and we'll make it." Not without a lot of pain, but we'll make it. But the question, let's guys, let's just jump right in. Good to hear you both. Um, but let's jump right in. I, I really want to talk about do we think, honestly, I want to get both your honest opinions. Um, you know, we don't have our own doctor, Dr. Train on, but I want to get your honest opinions. Do you think there will be a football season? Now, let me set the table first, and I'm going to go with uh, K-Star first. But let me set the table. NBA right now had to create a bubble, right? So Walt Disney World, multiple courts, you know, no in and out, although Lou Williams decided that, you know, he was going to go hang out with my brother and get some <laughs> dinner down there in Atlanta and, you know, you know, do, do some of those other things. And, um, you know, now he's on a 10-day quarantine. But up to this moment, there's been no more positive tests from the NBA. Everybody in the bubble – has tested negative. Baseball, not so lucky. Marlins, team people that have tested positive in the last, like, week and a half, and now all their games are canceled through the weekend, and now everybody's rethinking baseball. Like, okay, is this a blip, or is this, is this what's going to keep happening, and is the baseball season in jeopardy? So with all that being said, we got one that's working okay so far, although the season hasn't started yet, and one that barely got out the gates and already is having problems. And then we got football coming up next. Do you think football will start as advertised on time? K-Star, the floor is yours. <clears throat> yes. Uh, there's so much money at stake. Um, and, you know, despite MLB having uh, some issues, they're actually playing you now tonight. I think that they're going to be prepared for the possibility of, of a potential outbreak within a team. Um, so I'm replacing players. They have IR, COVID IR, the sort of things. I think so long as the expectations are kept realistic, it will be fine. Um, my concern is 
you know, I, I would prefer that the NFL played in four, you know, maybe four different areas tops and regionally so they didn't have to travel so much. Uh, but I, they absolutely will start the season on time. I think at, at most there might be uh, a, a few games, suspensions and cancellations due to COVID because that's just honestly um, seems pretty inevitable without being in a bubble. So I think it's just going to be a rocky year. I think there might be a couple, you know, some delays here and there. Um, but I think that it's going, it's going to happen. And uh, it's just, you know, the world we're in right now. Okay. JB, first of all, bro, good to, good to, good to hear your voice. I'm going to talk to you in a bit. Um, and what do you think? Same question. Well, um, I've given this some thought even before the show. Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think it will uh, for a few reasons. Um, one, NBA has always seemed to be more proactive than reactive. And the other two major sports in in our country, uh, I'll put soccer to the side. That is a major sport. But baseball, basketball, football really is the, the straw that serves a drink for, for most of us. So the other two major sports have always been more reactive than proactive, baseball and, and, and football. That combined with the fact that with baseball, you already have a Miami franchise that's almost literally going to have the whole team under quarantine, multiple games being canceled, and it's going to be a ripple effect. We've seen the Phillies and Yankees game canceled because the Marlins were in Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken. So I think it's that that ripple effect that we're going to – hopefully we don't, but I, I, I think we're going to see that play throughout Major League Baseball, combine that with the fact that Mark Emmert from, I think, the, the chairman or director of the NCAA, he has some concerns about it. And, and college football, pro football, there, there's there's some, some links between the two. Obviously, the sport itself, but one watches the other. And I also think that with the spikes that are going on across the country and, and people watching everything, that, too, is, is going to have an impact. And, and I go back to the Miami uh, situation there's also a football team in Miami. There's a football team in Philadelphia. All these major cities have multiple teams there. Baseball, basketball, football. Basketball, we put to the side because they're on a bubble. But it seems as though Major League Baseball started first, and we're seeing the, the effects of it already. I mean, we're only maybe four or five games in, and we've got cancellations because of the virus. So uh, as much as I want to see it, I'm, I'm very pessimistic because of the the start that Major League Baseball has, NCAA watching, and, and basically everybody's watching to see how it's going anyway. And in case though, you're right, there's a lot of money at stake, but you also have a lot of players that are already opting out of the season. Uh, Patriots, I think they've got six players that have opted out. Um, Cowboys, we've got uh, at least one, I think, uh, Kennedy, who just signed in the offseason. He's opted out, as well as others across the league. And we may continue to see that trickle down as we go through training camp and, and get close to the start of the regular season. So uh, I, I'm as much as I would love to see it, I, I don't think it's going to. Okay. Um, we've got one yay and one nay. Uh, I guess I'll be the tiebreaker as far as a position taken by the show. And um, I gave this a lot of thought as well. This is not a knee-jerk or a, a you know, shotgun reaction. I, I, I have been following, you know, I'm a news guy. I'm a political person. I like the news. I, I do get tired of it, and there are times that I have to go to Netflix 
Uh, there's actually a new Michael Jai White movie on Netflix. I think it's new called uh, The Hard Way. If y'all like Michael Jai White, check it out. It'll be awesome. But anyway, um, I love to get away from stuff. I play, you know, video games or video game. I mentioned previously Star Trek game I play gets me away from stuff. You know, I, 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 I but when I'm not away from the, when I'm not doing any of that, I'm very plugged in. I watch and I, and I gather data. That's what I do. It's who I've been. My brother knows that very well about me. And I know that about him as well. You know, we don't just jump to conclusions. We analyze. And I've been watching this COVID thing actually since before Rudy Gobert. I was intrigued by it. When it left China, I said, uh-oh. When it left China, I said, uh-oh. And when it hit this country and our president was like, oh, it'll go away. We've only got a few cases. I was like, uh-oh. And here's the, here's the kick in the butt. Here's the kick in the teeth. Here's where you have to sit back. I don't care. I don't care who you are. If you don't see this, then you need to go and, and I, I, I don't know, re-educate yourself or, or, you know, realize that you are completely biased. Because this country was on its way back. We were recovering. We were on our way back. We were starting to flatline the numbers. It was all heading in the right direction, border to border, coast to coast. Thus, the plans were starting to be had, and as you guys know, I'm in Connecticut, which was, being in the New York metro area for most of this, was a hot spot. I watched Andrew Cuomo every day do his news conferences, and when New York started to turn and make progress, because people started masking and they shut down and shut down, Connecticut shut down, New Jersey shut down, and we we set the stage for the country, right? And then what happened? Somebody in Washington felt his election slipping away because the economy was suffering and people, you know, were holding him responsible for a number of reasons. And he decided that he's going to push to reopen no matter what. And he changed his message 180 degrees and, and started pushing to reopen. And the flunkies that are blind Trump supporters, like the guy in Florida, said, okay. And now guess what? We've got hotspots everywhere. We've got 31 states that you can't even go to if you live in Connecticut unless you quarantine for, 40, for 14 days before you come back. We have completely lost that we're recovering footage. Now we're back to, oh, it, some say it's the second wave. Some say it's the end of the first wave. It, we really never even got past the first wave. So now we're back. We've got more deaths. We've got record-setting cases in Florida. Got California, which, which had done great spiking up. All of this happened because we were in a rush to reopen the country and to get people back to work and get jobs and not thinking we did this a certain way because we didn't want people dying. And then we got away from that. So now here we are at the end of July. The ball, baseball, our three major sports, multi-billion dollars on the line. And not just TV revenue and stadium revenue and team revenue. We're talking about the parking lot attendant and the beer seller and, you know, the, the, the fuzzy stuffed animal guy and the, the hot pop peanut guy. We're talking a ton of, you know, self-employed people that work at these stadiums. I mean, the jobs upon jobs that have been damaged from this. 
and everybody's pushing, and we got to get back to work. And I'm going to tell you as I sit here right now, I firmly believe that it will not happen, that you can chalk 2020 up. The only shot we have is basketball. That's the only shot we even have. And even basketball is sitting there like, yeah, we're going to put you in this little bubble. We're going to play a few games and get right into the playoffs. And, you know, baseball said let's do 60 games. Y'all know baseball's 182 games, right? They said let's do 60. We were already only going to get a third of what we normally get. Football was trying to say, hey, let's go. Let's go. College football's like, I don't even know we can do this. I don't even know we can even do this. That's what college football's saying. Pro football saying, well, let's give it a shot. Baseball saying, let's try. We'll do a third of the season and see where it goes. This thing doesn't care. This isn't social injustice. This isn't, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, bigotry. This is a virus that doesn't give a rat's ass. And unfortunately, watch any newscast wherever you live. 22,000 counties in this country, watch any newscast of any one of those counties, and you will see a reference to people not wearing a mask, people not washing their hands, people not social distancing, people feeling like you're infringing on their rights by, by telling them they have to wear a mask, Walmart can't make me wear a mask, Walmart, you know, that, well, we got all that, people want all that individual rights now, right? They want all that, all that now. And all that's going to do right now is kill people. That's what you're deciding to do when you say, I'm going to ignore what all of the people that get paid a lot of money to monitor this stuff. You're saying, I don't care what they say. I'm going to do what I want to do. So when football is canceled, when basketball is canceled, Davis, and God forgive me for what I'm about to say, because I can't stand that man, Donald Trump. But for this one, I will not fully blame him. He'll get his fair share. But I will blame the fools that didn't pay attention because nobody forced you, some bitches, to go out there and go to the clubs and go to the bars and go to the beaches and not social distance. Nobody forced you to do that. You could have been smart. You still could be right now. You want to say sports? Right now, everybody do what you're supposed to do. Wash your goddamn hands. Wear a freaking mask. Stay six feet apart unless unless there's a good reason why you can't. And if you can't, put your mask on. Wear some fucking gloves. I don't understand what is wrong with this country and why we get this way. Every other country in the world is battling this and doing what they're supposed to be doing and mitigating these numbers. I got to turn on ESPN and watch soccer country that figured it out. Baseball from China because they figured it out. But I can't watch my own sport. Or my own forces in jeopardy because we got a bunch of fools that can't figure it out, that just won't say, okay, okay, this is a pandemic. It's killing hundreds of thousands of people. I don't want to die. I don't want to risk anybody that I love. I don't want to risk anybody I don't love. I'm going to do the right thing. If, this, if everyone just did the right thing, we can have all our sports. We can have everything. We can go back to work. It might be different. It might be, you know, you know, the work from home thing and, you know, limit capacity in the office. I get it. But there's so much we could do if everybody just got out of their own way. I don't get it. And I'm sorry to go on, on such a tangent. This has been eating me up for a long time. I don't get it. There are people that I respect, that I consider intelligent, that are saying this corona thing is a hoax. It's, it's, it's a scam. 
I had, I, I, and then I'll, I'll, get, I'll yield the floor back to one of you guys, but I'll give you an example of how stupid people can be. There's a video going around on Facebook, because you know it ain't true if it's not on Facebook. So don't watch the evening news, you know. Don't get your news from there. Go on Facebook and read a couple of memes, and you got your news for the day. That's, where you, that's how you learn. Just go on Facebook, read a few memes, and you got your Or watch a video of somebody that's not in the know, and you've got your news for the day. There is a video of a lady who says, I'm going to prove to you all that this thing is a media hype event. I'm going to prove it, she says. So I'm watching the video. I'm like, all right, girl, go ahead and prove it. So she says, Google any three-digit number and then COVID, and you will find an article that says that that's how many deaths there are. Any number. So she, she went and Googled the number, and it was like, San Diego County has such and such number of deaths. She Googled the number, number and it said, you know, um, Miami County has such and such deaths. She Googled every number she picked. There was a report on the number of deaths in a certain county. She said, how can that be so? She said, I don't get it. She said, it's a lie. It's, it's a farce. It's make-believe. JB will remember that uh, Public Enemy song, don't believe the hype is a sequel, right? Don't believe the hype. That's what they're saying. I'm reading, I'm, 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 I'm saying, what is wrong with this lady? Now, y'all want to know why she's full of shit? I'll tell y'all. I'll tell my two coaches. Y'all, y'all too smart. Y'all may have already figured it out. But if you haven't, if you're wondering why, why that is the case, I, I will tell you. Because, as I said earlier, we have well over 22,000 counties in this country. And COVID being such a big story, every single publication, whether it's local TV or local um, newspapers, have done a story on the number of deaths. If there's 22,000 counties and you're doing a three-digit number, you think it's likely that you're going to cover every single number at one point or another, that that number will be reported at least once, since there's 22,000 counties? The answer is absolutely. Those are legitimate stories of, of the number of deaths at that time. And someone took that to say that there was a hoax because she's a moron. People, we've got to be better. We can control our destiny so much better if we stop overthinking things and thinking everything is a conspiracy theory and everything is, you know, there's more to it. And sometimes it actually is what it is. Occam's razor. Look it up. Forced with two realities, the simplest one is usually the truth. That is a scientific position that scientists have used for decades. You have option A and option B. The simpler one is usually the, the, the correct answer. So Real what's quick on that. Yeah, I mean, that's just... That millions of people have, have, have planned to do this pandemic to, to um, fool you non-believers, or that we really got a pandemic that's killing people? Go ahead, K-Star. No, I was just saying that's exactly what it is. It's basically just probability, right? I mean, it's... Um, it's math. It's like, okay, guys, what's most likely, you know, think about all the variables that would have to go into a conspiracy of that sort. And it's just like, so unlikely. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious. Like, again, like 99% chance that this is just legit. So, I mean, I don't know. People are being dumb for sure. It's pretty weird. 
Everything's a conspiracy. And, and they're killing people, Paul. It's killing people. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. People are dying because of this. You know? I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, I don't give a rat's ass whether we have sports or not. I do, but I don't. It's not more important than people's lives. That's my point. Lives are important. And if we have to cancel everything to keep people alive, then okay. Then let's do it. But we got people out there that won't even wear a mask. They won't social distance. My girlfriend went to the beach. She gets to the beach. She goes to the beach. Let me tell you something. She goes, she's, she's, if anybody out there ever want to have a good time at the beach, go with her. But you can't because she's mine. She's not yours, so you can't go. But you go to the beach with her, she packs, she preps, and she's there early, and she stays till she has to go off. So they say, okay, you know, sun's about to come up the next day, and we've got to clean up. you got to go home. Okay, I'm joking. But she's there. She gets there early, and she plops her butt on the beach, and she's there all day. She goes to the beach and tells me about these people that came, and they set up right next to her. And she was like, hey, look, you know, can you all give me a little space? We're supposed to be social distancing. They're like, well, no, you can move. She's like, why would I move? I've been here since 8 o'clock. Y'all just getting here. And they wouldn't move. <laughs> and she gave them a couple of choice words that I won't share on the air, but she told them about themselves. But it's just ridiculous. Why? Why would you? Like, Why? I don't get it. I'm sorry, guys. I know I went on and on, but why? Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully we have sports. Hopefully we have safe sports and nobody else dies. Um, you know, nobody gets a serious illness. Um, you know, uh, uh, we haven't had, to my knowledge, a major sports figure that have had a major bout with corona yet. And hopefully it stays that way. I know there's been people – even celebrities that have had it, and certainly, you know, there's a lot of normal people, but I don't think there's been a um, a major sports figure that has had it and, you know, you know, suffered, had it gone on a respirator and all of that yet. So let's let's hope I'm wrong. Let's hope JB's wrong. Oh, God, JB and I are on the same side, and K-Star says, ooh, boy, not a lot of good history there when JB and I agree and K-Star doesn't. And, and keep in mind, you and had this discussion at all? Nah, I was just say I haven't talked to you because you know you don't know how to call nobody, so I haven't talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was gonna do that. Um, but let's talk about Jamal Adams. Let's assume, for purposes of our show, now that I went on for about twenty minutes of a hot, ain't gonna be no football. Let's assume that I'm wrong, um, and let's assume that there is Jamal Adams taking over for Earl Thomas. Um, JB, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what do you think? Now, let me just, for anybody out there listening that may not know the details um, of the trade, I actually do have them here. Um, wait a minute, what do I do? Here we go. So, uh, let's see. Adams and a 2022 fourth round pick to Seattle. And he was with the Jets, remember? And a 2021 first round, 20. 21 third round, 2022 first round pick and safety Bradley McDougal to the Jets. Okay. So as far as on paper, that's, that's some pretty good uh, real estate. Um, but JB, what do you think? First of all, is, is that a trade like a team like the Cowboys should have done? Cause that's been all over the news that, you know, the Cowboys should have went and grabbed them. And secondly, is it a good move for Seattle? Well, to answer the first question, it, it's—I hate that question because you can't—you can't look at someone's backyard and say, "Well, that's a deal that you should have made." You don't know what kind of resources are there. You don't know 
if, if the same scenario in terms of draft capital is there. You just don't know. So as much as I would have liked to see Adams in a Cowboy jersey, as, as much as I would have liked to see Earl Thomas in a Cowboy jersey, you got to think long-term about financial viability or financial, yeah, viability financially, how, how you're going to be able to sustain yourself, um, not just for one season, but setting yourself up to get the players that are already on the team, keep them on the team and, 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 and try and keep right. your core. So I can understand why Cowboys wouldn't make that kind of a move. If, if they were to make that move but have not have to give up the, the assets that they gave up, sure. But comparatively oh, yeah. speaking, that's no. a different question. No. <laughs> right, right. Now, look, so it, it's an easy answer. Earl Thomas was too expensive, and you don't go and get Jamal Adams and you, haven't, and you didn't sign Dak Prescott to a long-term deal. That's, you, you don't do that. You don't bring in a heavyweight like that, and your franchise quarterback is playing on a franchise tag. So neither guy right. should be in Dallas, and they aren't. So. Right. That's it. I'm right. Sorry. So good. No. So uh, all right. So I answered the first question. Um, yep. What's the second question again? Because there's something else I wanted to say too yeah. about all of it. But good deal for what, Seattle. What was the second? Oh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Move yeah. for Seattle. Is this is this their missing piece? You know, they've lost over the last few years. They've you know the Legion of Boom is no longer the Legion of Boom. And I think other than what KJ Wright, I think pretty much everybody else that was star level is gone. So is this a good move for Seattle? Um, there's there's one other guy too. Their their middle linebacker. I can't remember his name for the life of me. And ooh, we he's still there. Uh, it's not KJ Brown. It's somebody else. But um, I I don't think it's the missing piece. I think it's a substantial piece of pieces that are missing. I think he shores up the back end a little bit better. Um, I I still would like for them on on the defensive side. One Bobby Wagner need to. That's what I'm thinking of, Bobby Wagner. Thank you. Fifty-four. I can I, remember I, the I, number. I, I, I have a uh, a new friend of mine who's actually listening to this show, who's a huge Seattle Seahawks fan. I texted him about 15 minutes before the show came on and said, "Hey, we're going to be on talking about Jamal Adams if you want to tune in." So uh, he's he's Seattle like you and I are Dallas. So he just texted me. So um, uh, uh, so Seahawks, thank you for that. All right, go ahead, uh, yeah. JB. That, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, like I said, I can see the number, and I just couldn't get the name of it. Yep. Um, but yep. I think it's a good move. Like I said, I I think they need to sign um, Davian Clowney, and I think they need another corner but defensively. I think that would – if they can do those two pieces, I would definitely put them um, in, in the in the upper echelon in, in serious consideration for, for Super Bowl aspirations. Absolutely. But it's, it's one solid piece that they've added. The, the one thing I wanted to say is um, give it up to the Jets GM. I mean, you think about what the Texans with, with Bill O'Brien, what he's done being the de facto GM or, or officially the GM, and, and the, the, the lack of assets he got for giving up arguably the best wide receiver in the game today. I mean, I, I know it's, it's apples and oranges, but not really when you're talking about trading a player that, as either they're disgruntled, upset with a contract, or whatever it may be, and to get pennies on the dollar back for one dude and then get this guy who's basically thrown the coach under the bus and the organization under the bus and the owner with his sexual allegations or whatever's going on, he's spoken out about that. And they say none of that really makes a difference. Yeah, it does. It does. We're not stupid. It makes a difference. 
So to get the assets that he got with all of that going on, all of those storm clouds taking place, you got to give it up to him. So on paper, like you said, T, I thought it was a fantastic move. It's now what do you do with those assets? You can you can accumulate all the assets you want, but if you if you completely bomb in the draft, you've done nothing with it. So on paper, it looks really good. We just got to see what they're going to do moving forward with those assets. Sorry, Jay covered a lot of territory, but uh, what do you think? I mean, definitely good for Seattle. Uh, they're a team that plays much better when they're ahead in the game. And last year, they had explosive offense, but it didn't really matter because their defense really couldn't generate turnovers. Jadivian Clowney got the quarterback, but, you know, they had no one in the secondary to really make any plays on the ball. And Adam certainly brings that physicality and that playmaker in the secondary, which they sorely lacked. Um, I think for Seattle's sake, it would make sense for them to be an up-level team. They've been a run-heavy team in the past, but they should rely on Russell Wilson. And I think adding a guy like Jamal Adams is a good sign that perhaps that's what they're looking forward, looking to do to try to, again, generate turnovers and play more high-paced style, and uh, I think that the Jets GM did pretty well. I mean, two first-round picks. Listen, Jamal Adams is a really good player, but the Steelers got Minka Fitzpatrick for one first-round pick, and there's no way in hell. Sorry, that <laughs> Jamal Adams is worth uh, two first-round picks relative to Minka Fitzpatrick's uh, one first-round pick. That's insane. Um, but, you know, the Seahawks were aggressive, and they had a good playmaker, and so they did. And I agree with JB that they probably should uh, – Resign Clowney because they need some pass rush. They're solely lacking that. At least now they have an a impact player in the middle of the field in Wagner, and now they have someone in the deep third and in the secondary in the small Adams. Well, you know, and, and, and Jay, I got another question for you, but um, yeah, Clowney ain't, ain't getting resigned. So that, that ship has sailed. He's all done. Um, and the fact that he is without a job currently means, I don't know, you know, when you see people that were star level sitting unsigned for a significant amount of time, there's something going on. And, you know, Clowney emerged as a star after he finally battled, you know, got through his injuries and, um, you know, he's still unemployed. And um, there was rumors that Dallas was going to take a look at him, but I I think at this point Dallas has, has decided to pass, but, Clowny, 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 that's done. That ship is sailed. Um, you gave the Jets, I believe it was the Jets general manager that you just gave kudos to, JB? Yeah. Can you, 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 I wasn't prepared for that, so I didn't quite absorb your analysis. Can you restate it? And I will now pay more close, more, you know, closer attention. It was really a comparison of, star players on a team getting traded away and, and comparing what the Houston Texans got back for trading DeAndre Hopkins versus what the the Jets got for trading Jamal Adams. Um, when you look at those, it's probably an aberration. I can't imagine any GM pulling the trigger on getting pennies on the dollar, like I was saying, for, for Hopkins. But when you consider you've gotten two first rounds, uh, a, a safety that – if I remember correctly, isn't that bad? I mean, he can go in there and probably contribute right away and, and, and trade away a, a fourth round, get a third round back, and then two first rounds. That's a good job. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess my only counter to that would be how many right now, if, if, if you sat there and thought about it, 
how many superstar safeties are there in the NFL right now? If we assume that Jamal Adams is a superstar safety, who else would you put next to him? Name the others. Can you see this silence? I know, I know we've been away from the game for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Minka's good. I, I don't know that I'd go. Minka was a good pickup for the Steelers, and he played well. But would you really put him as a superstar right now? He can become one. I don't know. Probably more years, but uh, he was. That's, well, that's where I disagree. Because I think, I think Adams is better than Fitzpatrick overall. Um, so with a, what, another, well, another I, first round pick to, better to, to, to defend K star. He didn't say that Miko he said Adams isn't twice yeah. as good. And I he agree is. with that. Adams exactly. isn't twice as good, but Adams is better, but he ain't twice as good. He ain't right. worth yeah. twice as much stuff. Right. I mean, I'm just saying that, that's been, I agree with him. He's not twice as good, but I think he's better. Um, so okay, right. I, I, I agree, agree with that. Yeah. Um, but this who, who can a, we, a star studded safety is out there. There isn't. That's the point. I mean, we, we, we come from a league that at one time had, you know, um, your boy, uh, Hare, uh, Palomalu. Uh, Troy, and Ed Reed. Palomalu and Ed Reed. Yep, Troy oh Palomalu. <laughs> Ed Reed. And um, I'm missing Aaron Lynn. Brian Dawkins. Wait, say again? Brian Dawkins from Philly was really good. Brian Dawkins. Yep. Dawkins, um, yep. You know, there, there were – and Earl Thomas from, you know, I mean, he's not yeah. at, since his injury, you know, but Earl Thomas. Like, but right now when you look at safeties in the NFL, I'm struggling. I'm going through my mental Rolodex and thinking of teams, and I'm trying to – is Patrick Peterson a safety? Is he still a corner? No. Corner. Oh, oh, okay. so, right. I, I heard that they might move. I didn't think they had yet. So, like, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm thinking of teams, and um, you got uh, – Landon Collins is a good safety, but I wouldn't call him a, a superstar. You got Malcolm Jenkins, who's now going over to Seattle, who used to, I would have said two Tyron, years ago was a superstar, Tyron, but uh, not now. Tyron Mathias yeah, from Chiefs is pretty good, but I want to say he's a superstar either. Right. Tyron, I mean, we've got this, right. Honey Badger. Honey Badger. The Honey Badger from he the might Chiefs. Be close. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's, pre- yeah. he's pretty good. That, he's that not, might, he, he, wasn't actually, like, he wasn't like – Go ahead. But he's a game changer. I, w- I would actually concede. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't argue if so- if somebody said, hey, Honey Badger's a superstar, I don't know that I would argue. I'd probably concede that one. Um, yeah, he's really good. But you see how we're struggling? So I-, I guess my point is, now when we look at superstar wide receivers, I mean, <laughs> you know, the-, 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 the, list is- the list is strong. We got some str- – this is a strong wide receiving core in the NFL. I mean, look at what the Cowboys are, have been able to put together. Look at what the Chiefs have been able to put together. And then look at, you know, the guys that we know are, you know. And then you got, you got, you got, you got uh, Julio Jones, of course, and you've got Hop and, you know. But then you got guys that have underachieved, like uh, the guy over there in Cleveland. I'm drawing blanks on these names, guys. So I've been away from Odell the game Beckham. for a while. But Odell Beckham. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr., who's arguably mm-hmm. the most talented wide receiver in the game, even though he's not playing like it. Like, like, there are wide receivers, I believe, that you can go out and get, you know, and, and, and not have to break the bank. And, you know, so when we look at what they did to get D-Hop, plus clearly he was no longer happy, and that matters when people are just disgusted with the team they're on, you know, and it's like, you know what, I need to get the hell up out of here. <laughs> get me out of here, agent. 
So yep. I, I hear what you're saying. Say. I'm not saying I was that. I said, yeah, I mean, that's how Jamal Adams got out too. He was, uh, he was, he was uh, complaining about um, the, the Jets head coach, yeah. Adam Gase. He was complaining. Wanted, wanted to go to Dallas. There's a video of him in his truck, and they're like, "Hey, man, you know, you coming to the Cowboys?" He's like, "I'm trying, bro." You know, I, 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 so I hear what you're saying, Jay, and I'm not necessarily saying I disagree with you, but I do think it's tough to compare those two deals because I think that, um, uh, uh, I mean, look at our Cowboys. You know, I, I, I can't, I can't, it, it feels like another lifetime when Roy Williams was young and good and Darren Woodson was winding down his career, but still good. And the Cowboys had Woodson and Williams in, as safeties. And they were arguably mm-hmm. the best duo in the league together. And then yep. Darren retired and then Roy lost all his confidence and it was over. And since then, Cowboys really, they have not had, Anything at safety that I would say is anything to be excited about. They've tried everything. And the only guy that actually played pretty well at safety, well, they moved him back to corner. <laughs> Brian Jones played pretty right. good at safety, and they put him back at corner before they ended up losing him to Miami. So it's a tough – it's been a tough position over this last decade to really get yeah. a superstar, you know. So I think knowing that and Seattle knowing – better than probably any team what a good safety can do to their defense having Earl Thomas back there. And we saw um, last season or the season before, I think it was the season before, before he broke his leg, uh, how good Earl Thomas could be, like, against Dallas. <laughs> right. he, like, he came in that game and was like, oh, y'all don't want me? Okay, I got you. Let me show y'all what y'all missing. So, um, anyway, I've beaten that dead right. horse. Oh. I think you're, you're you're helping to prove my point, though, because yeah, there's a lot of wide receivers out there, and you, you I guess, from that standpoint, you, because of the plethora of wide receivers and the ease in which you can obtain some of them, air quotes, it, it kind of devalues them. And even if you know the value of what a safety can do, you still got to look at this deal that was done, and and put your hands together for it because. They got a king's ransom, even if there are only a few, a handful of safeties out but there that are game. I'm I'm coming at it from the other side. They got a king's ransom because he wanted to go. He he was ready to go, and because when you're looking at that level of a player, that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take because there aren't a lot of safeties out there that you're going to go and sign, whether they want to go or not. So that's, that's my side. My side of it is a little bit different. I'm saying you got a King's ransom because if you don't get him, then who are you going to, then you, there's a, there's a, a need you have on your team and, and there's a guy that's ready to go. Team's ready to deal him. And if you don't take him and what I'm saying at wide receiver is there's a lot of, there's a lot of options out there. I mean, the Cowboys made for, for five minutes, um, Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper has paid wide receiver in the game for like five minutes. <laughs> I love Amari Cooper. I particularly love his first name. But this man should never be the highest anything. He shouldn't be the highest anything. I'm real. I'm not, I'm not a, you know, a delusional cowboy fan. He is not worth what they paid him. Market drove his value. Not the case with Adams. There is nobody to drive up the value. So it was direct. It was the other side. Well, there's no one else. 
we're going to have to give up some picks and, you know, players to get this guy. So that's what. And I guess, I guess that, that's also my part of the argument too, is that he, like you said, he wanted out. And anytime you have a player that wants out and everybody knows that he wants out, they feel as though, well, we don't have to give as much to pull that person away. So to get what they got, knowing that he wanted out and they got that much for him, that's, that's, this is the other side that I'm coming from as well. Yeah, I, I get. It. I guess. I guess I don't see that as much. I see it more. You're gonna pay that. You're gonna pay that those picks because there's there is nobody else. You don't have any any options. I mean, maybe on Bell sat there for a year, didn't work. <laughs> you know, didn't work because the Steelers were like, yeah, um, you know, we're not trading you and giving up the farm. You know, for for you, not gonna happen. We're gonna, you're gonna sit here and we'll, we'll let you know your contract will expire and you go on about your life, but we're not gonna do that. No, nope, not gonna happen. Not gonna play that game, bruh. Um, so yeah. All right. Um, uh, so we no longer have a team called the Redskins, and on many levels, that is a good thing. We have a team that's going to be referred to as Washington football team now. <laughs> Bruh. Um, oh, God. Wa- Wa- Washington football team. Can Very you good. dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Washington. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. dilly. I mean, what did they do? What did they do? Did they go to the local, you know, um, you know, K through six middle school, and sit down and say we need some help coming up with a football team name? Um, you know, we can't. We, we and this is just be for a year or so until we come up with our real name. So give us an idea. And did, did you know one of the fourth graders say, well, why don't you just call yourselves the Washington football team? I mean, you're our football team, and you're in Washington. I don't get why it's so complicated. And did Dan Snyder say, okay, that makes sense. Okay, guys, put out a press release. We'll be the Washington football team for the 2020 season. I mean, are you kidding me? That's, what, that's the best you got. It's almost like Dan Snyder said, do you know – I always have stories to tell, but do you know why Dennis Rodman wore um, – Number ninety-one when he played with the Bulls. Do either of you know this story? I remember, but I can't remember what it was. I know it. I just forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember, but I can't remember. Okay, hey Star, do you remember? Do you nope. know the story? Okay, tell yeah. so you guys just a short story about these. So Dennis Rodman came to the Bulls and he wanted to wear double zero, and they told him that double zero for the Bulls was not available. So he decided to go direct opposite the highest number that he could get. Since he couldn't wear the number he wanted, he said, well, I'll get the number as far away from it as I can. And it was 91. That was his kind of, you know, I, I, I am not getting the number I want, so I'll go all the way to the other side of the world and get this number. I think, I tell that story, I think Daniel Snyder said, well, since I can't keep the name of the, of the team that has helped make me a billionaire, okay, we'll just call it the Washington football team for now. I think it's a total spoof because by Dan Snyder. That's what we'll call it. I'm not going to spend any time trying to figure out a new name right now. The season's starting in six weeks. So we'll call it the Washington Football But we'll just call it the Washington Football Team. And people are like, okay. It's almost like a practical joke that no one laughed. 
Everyone said, okay. Are you kidding me? Am I wrong here, guys? Is that not yeah. – I would I, – I know I'm probably not – this is not going to be a popular position to take. You've been the Washington Redskins for 81 years. I get what's going on in society. I'm probably more tuned into it than most. And I agree with what's going on in society. And I think all of the changes are needed. And I know that FedEx came out and said, change the name or else. I know that there are minority owners that were selling their shares because they didn't want to be affiliated. I know that Nike removed all of the Redskin gear off of the website. I get it. I know what was going on. I'm not not into it. But part of that problem is because Dan Snyder was indecisive and didn't do anything. Had Dan Snyder been ahead of this, he could have said, Effect, we're coming up. We're putting a whole plan together on changing the name of the team, and after and before the start of the 2021 season, we will have the name changed and all everything will be reprinted and rebranded. And you know, but we we need a little time to rebrand the team. So we're going to stay the Redskins for one more season, and then we're going to change the name. He could have got ahead of this, and no one would have said anything. Actually, he would have got kudos. Because he would have had a plan and people, but instead he had to get forced to change the name. And so now when you're forced, you got to do something quick. And so he's like, okay, we'll call it the Washington football team. That's a joke. Other than watching them play the Cowboys and lose two times to the Cowboys this season, assuming we have football, I will not watch them play any game. Not that I would have anyway, but now I have even more of a reason. JB, am I wrong? Come help me out, man. Am I wrong? Um, I, I guess I see it a little bit differently. I'm not sure if I can say you're right or wrong. I just see it differently. Um, and, and, and I see it different because for, for obvious reasons that I'll just state anyway. This is something that should have taken place years ago, years ago. And the fact that Snyder, because he was a fan of the team for so long growing up and, and then buys the team in 99, was steadfast on not changing the name. And I, I kind of honestly see – your first point, I think, is really truly what happened. He just said, all right, well, let's just change the name. We'll just call it football team and just left it alone. Because deep yep. down, he doesn't want to touch the name. He does not want to touch it at all. If he had it his way, it'd still be Redskins, and, and that would be the end of it. But it should have truly been changed a long time ago. And and I honestly, I don't have as much of an issue with it as, as you may. I think it is a joke because it should have been done a long time ago. But when you're faced with financial pressures, and and, and, and I don't think I uh, completely agree with the fact that he would get kudos for keeping it the Redskins and, and putting a plan together and state that it'll be changed in in 2021, especially with everything that's going he on wait, right wait. now. He wouldn't get no, no. I don't. I didn't mean now. I didn't mean now. I meant had he been ahead of this. He's not ahead of it, so now it's too late. Had he been ahead of it and done that a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, before everything hit the fan. He would have got kudos. Instead, okay. he stood fast and said, right, we're, we're not changing we're, the name. Okay, then, then we're kind of saying the same thing because this name change should have happened years ago. Years ago. So if, so if years ago he said, we need one year to put it together, and then the following year, whatever that year may be, we'll have a brand new name, absolutely. But because he does not want to change the name at all, that was never part of his thought process. His thought process was solely on keeping it the same name. And like you said, FedEx, Nike, all those folks started putting pressure on him. 
the part that I don't have an issue with is the fact that they want to put some more thought into it because prior to this, he had none. And you got Ron Rivera there, who I absolutely respect the hell out of him. And I think he's going to help that team out immensely, not just from on the field stuff, off the field with, with rebranding. Um, having him there to help change the culture, help change the whatever this name is going to be, I think is, is invaluable. So I don't have a whole uh, as much of an issue with it. It is a joke. They could have they could have thought of something else. They could there's so much history with that particular team, that franchise, that they could have picked any type of name and said, We're gonna do that for this year, put together a full plan and next year we'll have something more official, kind of what you're saying. That would have been the the absolute way to go. Picking this the Washington football team, I don't like that. Find another name and just say we're gonna we're gonna do that for a year and have one one more official one coming up for the following season. I, I will agree with most of what you said. I wanna disagree with one thing and then give K Star the floor, but I, I think Rivera will be helpful with culture, changing the culture. I don't think, and nor should he, whether they do it or not, the fact that he's a coach doesn't give him any insight on what a good name would be. That is 100% marketing and branding. You hire professionals. You hire a professional branding organization to come in and do the homework on what's going to work, what's not going to work. And, you know, obviously Snyder's going to have the final say, but, you know, the head coach has no special skills. He's a football guy. And now once they select a name and you've got to remarket it and rebrand it and change the culture, he's got to be front and center with that without a doubt. He's the, he's the face of the team on a day-to-day basis, or at least should be, unless you're, unless you're in Dallas and it's Jerry Jones, then, you know, then you're not, but outside of the Cowboys head coach is, you know, a key figure and he's got to get, he's got to be all up behind it, but they need to hire, they need to spend some money here and there's some good firms in D.C. There's some good ones in New York. There's some good ones in Miami and L.A., all the big cities, good marketing firms that they can bring in that will do all their due diligence and come up with a name that has zero level of offense and will put the Redskins in a very enviable position if Dan Snyder does it right, which I don't know that he will. I honestly don't. Um, K-Star, your thoughts on the – Washington football team. Yeah, I think they should have just for this last year wrote it out, kept the name, announced, made the announcement that, you know, this would be the last year of the uh, team name. I think it could have been actually a storyline throughout the season. They could have marketed it the right way. Um, and that, you know, they would unveil a new team name maybe at the end of the year or, or whatnot. But kind of market it the last, last year for the name. And uh, because otherwise – Look, Washington football team, that's a, it's not even a name. It's just so bland and, and silly. Um, and I don't think that they should have been forced to come up with a new name because, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, it's a very big deal. It's a moneymaker, and uh, it's very important, especially the team that's been around as long as they have, so they want to make sure they get it right. And because of that, because of that, I think they should have just had the name for uh, this last year, made the announcement, um, and it could have been a storyline. and. I think he could have made it into positive spin and, and uh, marketed it well and, and built up suspense and hype for the new team name instead of it just being tried out as Washington football team. And um, I think he could have been a topic of discussion uh, for throughout the, the season and maybe, um, I don't know, 
you, you have Alex Smith coming back, which is a remarkable story. Um, I think that it could have been, again, a nice homage to football in, in the sense that though the name is offensive, it was around for a long time. Um, they could have, again, just branded it appropriately. You know, Alex Smith is coming back, so on and so forth. He's a strong you know, warrior or whatnot. But the fact of the matter is they could have been talking about it throughout the year um, and teased it and had a slow drip of what the name could be instead of, again, just rushing out Washington football team, which is just it's silly. Define coming back when you say Alex Smith is coming back. Um, he got cleared uh, as physically able to play. That's uh, it. Remarkably. Did you guys see the Alex Smith project on on ESPN? Did either of you see no. it? No. Nope. I did. I caught okay, the I clips, and it's just absolutely insane. Yeah, I saw the whole did thing. Did you watch it? And, and yeah, I watched the entire. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I'm surprised he got cleared. Let's put it that way. Yeah. What he went through, I mean, he literally almost lost his leg. And yeah, almost lost his leg. To, to, to get to a point where he could walk normally and have any type of movement on that leg and actually do some things is remarkable. But I, I you know, and I, like I said, I saw the whole thing and, um, you know, and they said it, 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 his goal was to come back and play again. But I got to, I got to tell you, I, I can't, um, I can't, I'm going to have to Google and find out what exactly being cleared meant because I, I'm shocked that he was cleared. I'm, I'm shocked. He's cleared to, <laughs> to be honest with you. If I were Alex, I would, I would retire off that news. Just the fact that he could theoretically come back. Like, you know, he shouldn't put his body at any more jeopardy than he has. Like the fact that he even got to this point is absolutely remarkable that he could even walk in is insane and the hard work he put in. I mean, I think it's probably best to, or if I were him, yeah. if I were his well, he also had some incredible, he had some incredible medical professionals that, I mean, he, you yeah. know, the, the injury was bad enough, but then apparently in, in the very beginning stages, they didn't realize how bad it was and it got infected and, and they right. didn't realize mm-hmm. in the beginning. And uh, it's just, if you get a chance, if, if, if you have ESPN plus, you might be able to catch it there or maybe it's on YouTube, but the Alex Smith project is what it's called. And I, I warn you, there's some pretty deep graphic pictures, so don't be eating like a meatball grinder while you're watching it, but, but it's definitely worth checking out. Um, okay. Did he have like three um, surgeries clear out the infection? Oh, at least. Oh, at least. Cause at I, least. Was, I was, I, I didn't see the, the 30 for 30, but I, I was following it on, um, when it, when it happened, and then all the the updates um, throughout the the course of, well, they of had his to recovery, a piece they had to remove a piece of his thigh muscle to replace the missing calf muscle. Like it, it's just it's insane. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, it's that's insane. That's, um, that's skin yeah. times of what's that? I said that's like skin grafting times a thousand, where they take a piece of yeah. uh, of your skin on one area. On, Overlap to another area that got burned, or when you have an ACL tear, yeah. they'll take a yeah. tendon from your Achilles and rabbit. That's that's right. that's on a whole level what they did. Yeah, it's it's amazing, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Daniel Snyder was stupid in all this, and I paying the price. You know, this could have been something that they could have got the fan base around. You know, um, suggest uh, a new name for our football team. You know, and if we pick your selection, you get season tickets for life or, or you know, something. I mean, there's, there's so many things they could have done to make this positive. Instead, he was, he was a jerk. I mean, I, I remember when the WWE was the WWF and the World Wildlife Fund 
sued the WWF for using those letters, and Vince McMahon, who pretty much never loses in court, um, lost, and it was ruled that it was their their trademark, and you have to change your name. And at the time, I mean, the WWF was like that. Everybody knew who the WWF was. Everybody like you, you don't have to follow football. I, I remember watching the movie John Q, and Denzel Washington's character made a reference to that WWF wrestling, you know, his character made that reference because he didn't, um, the, you know, it was one of, it was, it was a reference. Like everyone knows who it is. It knows what it is. Even if you don't follow right. Everybody knows who Hulk Hogan is. Even if you don't follow, right. Everybody, that's because of marketing. And what did they do? They changed it to WWE and their campaign was get the F out. Oh, so freaking good. genius. Oh, it was yep, genius. genius. Yep. In genius. Because Vince McMahon is one of the best marketing people in the history of the universe. Yep. You know, I have to like wrestling, but the man is one of the best marketing minds ever, ever, ever. Hell, Daniel Snyder could have hired him. Help us come up with a new name, Vince. Yep. I will come up with a new campaign. Yeah. Or Vince, who did you use? So we can refund the XFL right? again. Shoot. What's that now? I said, yeah, have Snyder hire him so he can refund the XFL again. I'm mad that this thing <laughs> collapsed. <laughs> Coronavirus uh, took it out, man. That sucked. I, I thought yeah, they had something. Yeah. They did. They might have. It wasn't the corona. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So, but it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad that we're at this stage and that the Redskins, you know, and, and I'm not a Redskins fan. I'm not a Washington. I guess I got to stop calling Redskins. I'm not a Washington fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm a Dallas fan. But I'm a football fan, and now you're, the right thing is happening for the wrong reason because it's being forced, not because an owner came to a census and changed the name, and now it's being forced, and now the, the poor fans got to live with, you know. And I know quite a few a name Washington a nameless fans. football team. They got to list. They got to listen. Yeah, a nameless football. What's your what? Oh, you are you are, and that's what people are still people are still calling Redskins for the next year. Y'all do know that, right? Mm. It's still going to be. They should just get the name for this year. If you're a football year. person, you can't not do that because there's no new name. Like, if there was a new name, then we could sit here all year and be like, okay, guys, let's help each other not, you know, knee jerk and call them the Redskins. Let's call them the Roosters yeah, or whatever. You know, Red whatever. Tails or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. But there's no new name. <laughs> so we're going to say, watch the football team. Watch what happens on TV for the next year, assuming football even happens. So, anywho. Uh, last but not least, then we're going to get on out of here. Um, I'm getting tired. It's late. <laughs> um, curious, both of yours, your positions on this. I'll actually start with K-Star on this one, and I'll, I'll go last. But, you know, we talked on it a little bit. Uh, Dak Prescott signs the franchise tag. He actually signed it. So he will be playing this year for $31.4 million. And just as a heads up, if he if they they can they can actually franchise him again next year, and he would make thirty seven point seven million dollars. So right now, if Dak just signs the franchise tag again, he's going to make close to seventy million dollars over the next two years. Okay, um, but he wants a long term deal. And I think Jay, you you had mentioned this on our last show that I think um, Dak wanted to do a four year deal. Cowboys wanted to do a five-year deal. Dak wanted to have a chance to renegotiate before 
um, the TV money kicked in so that he could benefit from it, from it. And, you know, Cowboys felt differently. So um, there was a difference of a year. And then, you know, full disclosure, at the 11th hour, Dak actually gave in, was going to take the um, five-year deal. He actually had decided, you know what, get it done. And he waited too long, and they couldn't pull it together before the 4 o'clock deadline. But he had actually said, you know what, let's go. Let's do this. Take the deal. And they didn't have enough time to pull it all together. So he is a franchise for a year. So those are the facts. So that said, K-Star, your thoughts. Is this a good thing for Dallas? Is this a let's wait and see? Or is this something that is going to come back and bite them in the book because now Dax, um, you know, he's on a short leash and they could end up losing him? What do you think? Mm. Uh, they're kind of just kicking the can down the road. I mean, I'm not sure what the salary cap situation is next year. Usually it increases. I've heard rumor that it may decrease. Um so from a business standpoint, from a salary cap standpoint, in terms of, you know, doing out money, if it actually were to decrease, it, I guess it would be a pretty shrewd move by good old Jerry Jones. Um, but I don't think that's good. I don't think it sends a good message to the locker room and, you know, to Dak, who you would want to retain because he's a really young, good football, or good quarterback. Um, I think they should have locked him up. You know, we had – we were, we were talking about – you know, why you need to sign Dak now. And it was because you want to do it before Patrick Mahomes got a deal. You had to do it before Patrick Mahomes right. got a deal. And then right. Patrick Mahomes got <laughs> the deal of all deals. And, you know, and that's just going to raise Dak's asking price, not necessarily the Mahomes level, because God, Jesus, but it's still going to be, you know, a percentage, maybe 90% of that contract. And that's a massive contract. And I think the Cowboys kind of hurt themselves uh, in that in that situation, assuming – the salary cap goes up uh, next year, they're going to have to pay some of that money. Like it's just, it's, it's how the market, you know, works. It resets itself. And certainly Mahomes is Mahomes, but you know, Dak is a really good player and he's going to command a, a good percentage of what Mahomes made. And from that standpoint, um, I think, you know, the, the Cowboys might have uh, uh, waited too long to, to sign the deal and, and kind of screw themselves over and, and potentially, potentially, lose Dak in the process of, as Dak is disgruntled. I saw his brother had a tweet about how he was upset yeah. with the Cowboys. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, yeah. that likely, I, I imagine that will change, change, but the point is you don't want to alienate your best football player. One of your best football players. Like, that's just not something you should do. JB. This is a deal that should have been done probably either just before Zeke's deal or right after it. Once Zeke got Zeke got his deal, especially when Jerry kept saying we're not going to set the market for the running back position, and that's what they ended up doing. And the further away you got away from that without getting Zach without getting Dak signed, the worse things became. And when we talked about it on our last show, I had said they're not going to come to an agreement. And, and I didn't know what you just stated, T. That, that's good to know, uh, but they still didn't get the deal done. So COVID were to be a, an impact on anyone financially, the most is probably on Dak because we don't know what's going to happen. With the salary cap going up or down, whether or not we're going to have a season, and with Dak wanting a four-year deal, then he gets the franchise tag. Is he still going to want a four-year deal or is it going to be a three-year deal now? Are the Cowboys going to want to do a four-year deal or they want to stick with a five-year deal? Don't know. Um, but I think I think 
the Cowboys as a whole, and I'm talking about Jerry, I think they have done themselves a disservice not getting the deal done. And if they do have a season and Dak plays anything like he played last year, that's only going to cause his price to go up. He played very well, even though the team around him didn't play well at times and squandered leads and and, um, injuries and what have you. All that being said, if he plays like he did last year, price goes up. And they're already salary cap strapped or close to it as it is when still trying to fill in some of the pieces that they're missing. So um, it's going to be interesting, but I'm thinking that Cowboys are, are kind of behind the eight ball. So let me just let me just break it down briefly, me quickly. Um, you're both right, I'm happy to say. Um, so I, there's no real debate here. Um, Cowboys, frankly, and I think I published the show rated R um, tonight because I knew I was going to get animated about some stuff. They fucked up. They fucked up. At the end of the 20. 20- uh, 18 season, they could have signed him for pennies on the dollar based on what they will end up signing him for. And they said that they were going to wait a year and just, you know, let's, let's see what Dak does. And Dak agreed and he bet on himself and then had the best season of his career, although the Cowboys only went eight and eight, but he played the best football he's played, um, you know, threw for 4,900 yards, um, I think it was a three-to-one touchdown interception ratio. He played very well. There were some games, obviously, you know, hey, it is what it is. You know, there were some plays that he missed, but there was a lot that he made. And, you know, you, you, you let go of Tony Romo for this guy. Tony Romo was your franchise. Tony Romo um, was ready to take this team to a Super Bowl four years ago. He got hurt by Seattle. You know, so I'm talking about them tonight in a preseason game and was out for several weeks, but but fully recovered and could have taken over that taken that team. And I believe that year that team was on its way to a Super Bowl. I firmly believe that. Instead, Dak wins 11 straight games. You can't you can't now bench that guy who won 11 straight on the way to a number one seed. There's no way. So Tony gives up his job, retires, moves on with his career, and actually is in his second career. And, you know, everybody's envy of Tony Romo because now he ain't getting beat up no more. He's playing all golf he wants to play, and he's one of the best play call guys in probably in the history of the game. You could put him up there already. That's how good he is, right? So Tony's doing okay. You did all that to put Dak in there. Spent money on Zeke. You spent money on Demarcus Lawrence. You spent money on Amari Cooper. Why did you give Amari Cooper $20 million a year if you didn't plan on keeping Dak Prescott? It makes no sense to me. Amari Cooper struggled in Oakland. He comes here and he finds a new home. He clearly, him and, and Dak have a great chemistry. Guess what that did? It made Michael Gallup even more um, important because now Gallup was already balling. Now you put Cooper and Gallup out there. Oh, and what did you get in the offseason? Arguably the top wide receiver in college football. He wasn't one. He was number two. And Jake can get into all that on another show, but he's definitely one of the top two in all of college football. And you pick him up, CeeDee Lamb, and you give him 88 because you know how good he can be. So you got CeeDee Lamb, your first-round draft, who is a stud. You got Michael Gallup, who's in his third year, stud. And you got Amari Cooper, who at the time you made the highest-paid 
player in the league, $20 million a year, great chemistry. You re-sign Zeke, he's got the long-term deal. Jason Witten's gone. You got Jarwin. You've been wanting to make Jarwin your starter. You finally made him your starter. Like, you've got all the pieces. Most of your offensive line, Frederick is gone. You know, wish him the best. You know, the neck, the neck got the best of him, and we, we wish Travis Frederick the best. But then you went and drafted the best center in college football in the fourth round. Why do I say he's the best? Because he got that award. Whatever that award is called to the best center in college football, this guy got it. Dallas got him in the draft. So you already went and got Frederick's replacement. Oh, yeah, and Frederick won that same award before he was drafted. Drafted. Oh, and they both played for Wisconsin, if I remember correctly. So you pretty much went and got Frederick's replacement. So everything is falling into place on the offense. Oh, and you went and got Mike McCarthy, who, not for nothing, coached Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Pretty damn good offensive mind. Oh, and he happened to take a year off, hired a team, and totally dissected the game of football. So he didn't go golfing or out on his ranch or fishing like Jimmy Johnson did. The guy rededicated himself to football for a year, and now you're bringing him in as your head coach. Oh, and he happened to have won a Super Bowl, too. Glad he's got Super Bowl champion. He went back, he went back to the lab, T. He, yeah, he went back to the lab, bro. <laughs> you know? So you got all this stuff going on with your offense. I'm sorry? Without a mic to grab, don't get me started. The main guy, the guy who's got over 12 national TV commercials, the guy who the most you can get him for is he had a party in his house during COVID, and someone called the police because they thought he had more than 15 people in his house, which he did not, but they thought he did. That's it. That's what he's done. That's his big faux pas in four years. Hasn't missed the game. Matter of fact, had to make front page because he missed one practice. He missed one practice in four years. And it was like all over the news. Oh, my God. Dak Prescott's going to miss practice. And you didn't sign him to a long-term deal? I, 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 I love my Cowboys. Oh, my God, guys. I love my Cowboys. I think Jerry Jones is a Hall of Famer as he's been. And he's great for the game. And he's a great football you know, uh, a representative for the NFL and for the Cowboys. But here, Jerry, you fucked up. Now let's hope. I don't even care what kind of season Dak has. I don't care. I want him to play well. I just want to see Dallas go in, and whenever you can renegotiate and get him signed, get him signed, long-term deal, pay the man what he's worth, and let's move on. That's it. That's, that's, that's it. No excuses, no stories, no this, no that. I don't want, I want to hear it. I, I don't want to hear it. I want to hear Dak Prescott was signed to a long-term deal, like I should have heard a couple weeks ago. That's what I should have heard. Like I heard, should have heard a couple months ago. Like I should have heard at the end of last season when Jerry said it's inevitable. So he said, no, it's not. So you're going to pay him $70 million to play two years, which is $35 million a year, instead of giving him a, a, a long-term contract that guarantees them 35 a year. Like, I'm sorry. Guys, sign them. Jerry, sign them. That's all I need to say. All right. I have somebody that wants to say hello. It is Mrs. Madden Voice. She would like to say hello. Hello, Mrs. Madden Voice. Would you like to say hello? Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. Hi. 
Good evening. Good evening. Jay, you know who this is, right? Yeah, I know who it is. Because I'm saying, what's happening? Okay, sorry, this is Mrs. Madden voice. Is this the, this is the lady? Yes, this is the lady. This is the one that, that uh, Congratulations. I finally got around to changing my uh, Facebook status after how many uh, years. But, that was significant. That was significant. I saw that. that is and I had to give you a Shawn yeah, Michaels gift as a great, a great year. That. You know, there's, a, there's actually some sunlight in 2020. Yes, there is. Beautiful thing. Okay. Um, anything Lovely. else you'd like to say other than hi? No. Oh. <laughs> hey, you were on the spot, T. I know I did. I know I did. He likes to hey, do that to, to me. He likes to put me on the spot. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, I, I've seen that a few times. So, yep. Got you again. Mm-hmm. He's a showman. It is what it is. I am. I am. <laughs> I am. I am. Right. Well, thank you. And that's me, Mad too. Voice for... Okay. K-Star said, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you also. Okay. Jay, say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> goodbye, everyone. Nah, you got to hang up. I'll put it back on mute, so. Okay. Okay. JB, did you say goodbye? I was about to. It sounds like there's a delay because K-Star will say something and then it'll, it'll yeah, be a minute delay. and then she'll yeah, yeah, that's why I was just. Oh, um, I was just gonna say, good to hear from you, and hope everything is is, is well, and look forward to um, coming home and introducing the missus to you and everybody else. Wait. Okay, say that one more time. I said I'm excited for that, and I can't wait to meet her. I'm muting you back, Mrs. Madboys. Thanks for the support. I appreciate it. Good. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. All right. Oh, it's good to get a little, a little family, right? A little family, a little family uh, involved. Remember that time? I I gotta find that that show. JB, Dad called in. Mom and Dad called in. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta find that. I gotta find which show that is. Because I have yeah, not heard find that. And, and make sure yeah. that thing is in case gold so you don't lose it. Oh no, that, that's a good thing. That's why I pay for this service. They they all the shows from day one are saved. So I just I have with them better be saved. Yeah, tell me about it. Um but I, I actually wanna I wanna get that one and actually download it. Um but I wanna hear it again because, you know, my mom was like, Oh, your father's on the phone. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know I, I digress. I do that. So anyway, um, um, look, good to hear you guys' voice. Sorry we didn't get Train back on, but we will get him back on again soon. Um, and uh, you know, we'll do a show probably not next week. Maybe the following week we'll come back. Let me let 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 me get a sense of what. Let's get a sense of. You know, I think the next week or two is really going to tell us a lot about the NFL. Um, and let's plan on coming back in two weeks with an update on where things stand as we get closer to the season. Then, you know, we'll probably do every other week until the season starts. And if it starts as planned, 
Then, you know, from the week before, um, straight through like normal, we'll do one show every week. Um, or as I say, at least one show every week, because y'all know I like to pop in and do special shows. And this year might be a year that there's a lot of special shows considering what we're up against. Um, so, so that said, let's go and get uh, final thoughts and we'll go to K-Star first. Final thoughts before we get on out of here. Yeah, hopefully uh, football is, is played. Hopefully there's no outbreak or anything like that. And NFL has learned some lessons from MLB's early outbreak um, and used that model as a uh, way to deviate from and, and hopefully learn from. And, um, you know, just find a way to to optimize the situation. And uh, we have a football. We, we need it. I think the country really needs it, you know, with everything going on. It will be honestly – uh, I think devastated me for morale. I mean, things have already been bad enough, but I mean, football is very important. It's not just a sport to a lot of people. It's, you know, it's, it's an energy, it's break from life. And it's very important, you know? Um, so hopefully it comes back and I'm hoping that it does. And uh, uh, part of the reason why, is so I can talk to you guys each week, really enjoy it. Okay. Sounds good. Totally agree. JB. Yeah, glad to be on today. Um, talk football. We hit a lot of a lot of great topics, and and I enjoyed the discussion as I always do. And it seems like we're getting better and better as we get closer to hopefully the start of the season. So I'm I'm really looking forward to being a part of that momentum that we're carrying right now. Hopefully the NFL will and and Daniel Snyder as well will be smart and not stubborn. Um, do what's right, but also keep in mind the impacts of what you're about to do, and Let's watch and see what, what baseball does. Let's see how this bubble works with, with the NBA. Um, because, unfortunately, the virus is not going to go away anytime soon. It's impacting everybody's lives from minute little things to, obviously, economic disruption. So, hopefully, the NFL, if, as much as I want football, too, for, for the reasons that K-Star just stated, I just want them to do, do what's right, do the right thing, whatever that may be. Um, and, and, T, I think you said it best in the opening. People's lives are at stake, so um, let, let's keep that in mind as well. And and just send prayers out for those that have been immediately impacted, um, those that have it and are trying to battle it, because really that's that's first and foremost. So, um, yeah, just whoever has it, keep fighting. If you don't have it and, and never had it, good. Keep the social distancing and, and wash your hands, wear your mask. Uh, couldn't agree more. So, yeah, I'll be brief because I've said a lot tonight. But, um, you know, it, I, I, I always say when someone says they'll be brief, it means they're going to talk a long time. So I'm going to try to not be that person. But um, I don't want to hear the term unprecedented anymore, although it is the most accurate term to describe what's going on. I'm just tired of hearing it. Everybody, oh, unprecedented. It's unprecedented. Yeah, I know. So let's have some precedented times. Like, let's start doing what we're supposed to do so we can actually have football on schedule. Let's start doing what we're supposed to do so we can enjoy our our sports. We can enjoy, you know, um, basketball, baseball. And, you know, heck, um, you know, we've got a delayed fight of the century coming up on September 12th. We'll talk about that before it gets here. But, um incredibly Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson are going to actually fight an eight round exhibition in September 12th. Um, and don't think that COVID couldn't derail that, you know, now 
those were my two favorite fighters growing up, period. Like, there was Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., and then everybody else. I mean, when I was real young, it was Ali, but I, I was, you know, in the 70s when Ali was, you know, kind of, you know, petering out, but loved Ali. But but growing up in my prime, like, prime young man, those were my guys. So, kind of excited to see, you know, watch some of the video and all of that. But And, and we'll talk about that because we are a sports show, mostly football, but we'll touch on that fight um, before it gets here because I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Is it even going to happen? I know boxing has been happening. There's been boxing matches and, and, you know, wrestling is happening. And there are certain type of events that have been happening. Wrestling never really missed the beat. They really didn't. They just changed up. They kept going. They, they've been going straight through. Um, so let's see what happens. But as Jay said, I said earlier, K-Star mentioned, guys, just come on. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. Social distance. Let's whoop this coronavirus. Let's hey, get to the quick. point where a, we don't need to get a we don't need to get a vaccine because we whooped it. Go ahead, K-Star. Yeah, I mean, real quick, like, listen, guys, I, I'm a hardcore libertarian, right? I'm not with you know governments infringing on our rights and everything, but the science pretty clear on this. I mean, just just do the right thing, right? I mean, it's not that hard. Science back. It's not something out to get you, okay? You know, and it doesn't mean that we have to wear a mask for the rest of our life. I mean, in fact, the better we handle it now, the less we'll have to actually wear a mask in the future. So be smart. Just get it out of the way. Do the right thing and, and just, frankly, stop being a bitch. There you go. I, I got, I got, I have nothing to add to that. That's a great way. That's a great way for us to end the show. So, uh, yeah. Dr. Train, we missed you. We missed you tonight, and uh, hopefully you listen to the playback and and proud of your brothers holding it down without you, but hopefully we'll see you in a couple weeks. Uh, JB, let's make sure we catch up again soon because I haven't talked to you in a while, and, you know, I get high down back back of my body when I don't talk to my brother, so let's catch up soon. And um, K-Star, you know how we do. You know, that's all I got to say. You know how we do. So for uh, Dr. Train, the absent Dr. Train, for K-Star, for JB, and for Mrs. Madden Voice, who graced us with a good evening. I had to say hello. <laughs> um, everybody have a great night. Again, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear, wear your mask and social distance. And let's whoop this coronavirus once and for all. Because you know what? This feud, we can let go. If I have a good night, we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> Thank you.